The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Hill knows that when we eat well, we live well. When we live well, we have rich, vibrant lives. By focusing our eating on properly prepared, nutrient-dense whole foods, Kelly Hill teaches us how easy eating well and living well can be. Now here's your host, Kelly Hill. Welcome to Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. The name of this show starts with Eat Well, and true, I do see the world through the lens of nutrition. But we can't forget the latter part of the name live well. And living well includes important factors for health outside the scope of nutrition. Living well is more than just not having a disease or illness. Living well is an extraordinary state of well-being that is within the grasp of each and every one of us. So over the next few weeks, we will delve deeper into the journey we can follow in order to find this type of optimal health. We need to look at a more profound and enduring level of health, happiness, and wholeness. Certainly, I am no expert in this arena. I've worked for years on my inner development to find an authentic and enduring state of serenity and happiness. If you look back over my list of guests, you'll see many of my coaches and guides that have helped me on my personal journey. In my desire to offer a series of shows that discuss this type of journey to health in a deeper way, I realized I had to ask Dr. Elliot Dasher to join us. Dr. Dasher studies and teaches the principles and practices of health and wellness with a special focus on inner development and human flourishing. His work emphasizes the traditional goals of medicine, the end of distress and suffering, and the promotion of each individual's fullest potential. Dr. Dasher was born and raised in New York City. He received a bachelor's degree from Queens College, CUNY, and attended medical school at SUNY at Buffalo. His postgraduate training was completed at the Michael Reese Hospital in Chicago and on the Harvard Medical Service at the Peter Bent Brigham Hospital in Boston. He's board certified in internal medicine. In 1975, Dr. Dasher began his medical practice in Washington, D.C. He served as a practicing internist, physician, administrator, and director of wellness and health promotion services for the Kaiser Permanente Healthcare Program. In 1984, he established a private medical practice in Virginia. He began exploring and integrating innovative approaches such as meditation, imagery, yoga, biofeedback, and alternative therapies into his day-to-day work with patients. In 1996, he left medical practice to begin an in-depth study of the principles and practices of consciousness and health, an ongoing study of mind-body medicine, integral health, and human flourishing, which he pursued amongst the wisdom traditions of Asia. This unique education is the inner aspects of health and healing led to his most recent book, Aware, Awake, Alive. In this book, Dr. Dasher brings together the wisdom and practices of East and West, including the reader, introducing the reader to a time-tested 
practical and accessible approach to far-reaching health and healing. He is a past fellow at the Institute of Noetic Sciences and a past advisory board member of the Journal of Alternative and Complementary Medicine. A frequent presenter and seminar leader, his previous books include Integral Health, The Path to Human Flourishing, Whole Healing, and International Healing. Dr. Desher's first book, Integral Health, The Path to Human Flourishing, was my personal breakthrough book, and I'm honored to have him joining us today on Eat Well to Live Well. Thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you for that lovely introduction, although I hardly recognize myself. I must be quite old, but (laughs) uh, thank you very much, and I'm more than delighted to be here with you and with your guests. Thank you so much. Uh, so now, I want to go back to your board certified in internal medicine, but you left your medical practice after more than 20 years to begin this in-depth study of the principles and practices of consciousness and health. What made you seek that type of change? Well, it was a number of factors, as one might imagine. I practiced uh, medicine, as you mentioned, full-time for 20 years, internal medicine, and it becomes apparent after a time that what you're seeing is a bit more complex than just its biological aspects. Uh, that is, that when people come in with the problem, the person comes in, not just the uh, biological aspects of that person. So early on, I realized there were things I just didn't learn in medical school and I needed to spend the time learning. So I got involved during those years uh, in learning first about stress and its origins in terms of its pathophysiology that began with Hans Selye, the Canadian physiologist in the 1940s. Developmental psychologist, I began to read uh, the work on holism that dated back to its original sources, uh, work on uh, biofeedback, uh, the wellness, uh, the holistic movement, but holism in terms of the expression that we'll probably talk about during the show as really depicted mostly by uh, the great Indian Saint Aurobindo. Um, and I began to bring these things, integrate them into my practice. Some meditation also, this was early in the process of um, the integration of that into uh, the West. But uh, it became apparent to me, even though I wrote two books during that period of time and spoke around the country and uh, did a lot of work in the field and brought a lot of that into my practice, there was something that was missing. It was a, kind of that feeling more to life. Like you have the feeling there's more to medicine, there's more to healing, and there's more to life. And I felt that I had not in my own life touched the place of deep personal happiness or peace. Um, And I also felt that in my practice I hadn't really uh, found the essence of healing, even though I learned some wonderful things that were very helpful in my education and beyond. And so it felt time when my children no longer needed me in terms of my direct responsibilities to them to take some time uh, to find something deeper, something more, something that filled my life. I think everybody has a, a moment like this in life. It may come as a moment of boredom, a moment of loneliness, of loss, distress. There's something that um, gives you a real gap or a space in your life, which is what occurred to me at that point. And if you step into that, you step into a life transition and the possibility of really changing things, even though you don't know where you're stepping. You just know you're stepping out of uh, the, the past and what has been. And that is what I did and um, gave up my practice and uh, gave my kids my furniture and moved to an island that I had at home on for many years. It was quite isolated just to sit. And within a couple of years, uh, I worked, uh, did do some fellowship work at the Institute of Noetic Science uh, over winters. 
Uh, but eventually, I ended up in India, and uh, quite accidentally, actually, and and there I found what I was looking for. When I finally got into the area of uh, Dharamsala, where the Tibetans are in exile, and I began to see the Dalai Lama up close, and other Tibetan teachers, I saw on their face a happiness and a peace, a compassion, a gentleness, a kindness, a tenderness, a wisdom. And it was, uh, you remember that movie, I'll Have What She Had? <laughs> and um, I said, whatever the, whatever it is that um, that you've done that's gotten you to that place, that's what I need. And so I returned back to Asia, India, eventually Nepal, for close to 12 years, uh, three to six months a year, uh, basically to study, not to travel, and uh, began to discover the inner aspects of healing and began to discover the path to a larger life, a healthier life, a more peaceful life that I could begin to take back with me and make part of my daily experience both in the world of healing and in my own personal life. So in a very small nutshell, uh, that's how um, I took on that transitional process. So you basically then have two medical educations almost, conventional Western as well as Eastern philosophy. Yeah. I mean, medicine is about suffering. It's about the relief of suffering. It has always been that. And we have the tradition, the Asclepian tradition of ancient Greece, an 800-year-old medical tradition, uh, which did, in fact, concern themselves with both the inner and outer aspects of healing. Because they're they're both one, and they're both necessary to relieve suffering. One relieves more or less biological suffering. The other uh, relieves emotional and spiritual suffering. I mean, they both, of course, mind and body go together. But uh, you only get half the puzzle uh, with one of it. You don't get a whole healing. You get a half healing. And so it is within the great tradition of medicine uh, to um, address suffering at all levels. And so I always saw it as moving back to becoming a more traditional physician um, rather than moving away from traditional medicine. Now, so do you envision the medical field evolving into this um meshing and merging? Well, I feel there will be some uh, some integration of it. Uh, I, I don't think we're going to see it completely evolve in that setting. We certainly see meditation as an example has uh, permeated many levels of of um, our culture, including hospitals, where I, after I leave you, I'm going to be teaching uh, my course over at the hospital tonight. And uh, many other hospitals have these programs, mindfulness meditation programs and so on wellness programs. So I think uh, to an extent that uh, we're seeing this in the schools now more, which is where we ought to see it. I see parents who come into my courses taking this back to their children. We have, in fact, programs with children. So I think we, we are slowly seeing a cultural shift, which I think is preceding and will slowly integrate some of its aspects uh, into medicine. But I think the process of self-education of learning about ourselves in an inner kind of way will always be a personal endeavor supported by people who are helpers. Um, And so I think, although it will integrate into the medical field, I think it will remain as a part of that which we take on ourselves. Now you speak, you use the terms uh, integral health and human flourishing. What are you referring to? Well, integral health is a term that first um, came about in the modern times with the Indian saint Aurobindo I mentioned before, 
and then got developed more thoroughly by uh, the American philosopher Ken Wilber. Uh, integral just means one. It means unity. And uh, the idea is to understand that the human being is a one, one whole. Uh, if we want to break it down into major aspects of our uh, being for the purpose of just looking at it, we can think of the consciousness, the psycho-spiritual aspects, which bring about peace, happiness, wisdom, compassion, the biological aspects, which bring about a well-functioning body, the interpersonal aspects, which bring about uh, the capacity to move into relationship in a way that is other-centered rather than self-centered, uh, to create deeper intimacy, more extensive ability to be loving and compassionate on a large basis. And the fourth aspect of human experience, of course, is our interaction with the institutions of culture, many of us that being work as well as community. So it's these four basic aspects, uh, mind, body, uh, relationships, and culture, that constitute the totality, largely the totality of the human experience. And so they all contribute to health. They all contribute to a state of disease. They all must be part of the healing process. So instead of looking biologically at one aspect, we begin to look at all of the aspects of health and how they uh, bear upon uh, well-being or human flourishing or how they bear upon uh, disease and illness. So it's a more broad way. Now, it's gotten a bit confused in our culture because the word holistic is often used or integral uh, to talk about a lot of different therapies integrated uh, under one umbrella. But we're not talking about that. We're talking, our focus is the individual and looking at the individual from the aspects uh, of their being that constitute their life and their experience so we can address the whole person with the whole approach to healing or flourishing or disease. Wow. I'm, I'm actually a little bit almost overwhelmed. Um, so we're going to take a quick break and come back because I think there's more here that we need to make sure that, that people are understanding. Uh, we're discussing the merging of the conventional Western medicine with Eastern philosophy and practices to find integral health with the help of Dr. Elliot Dasher, author of one of my favorite books, Integral Health, as well as his new book, Aware, Awake, Alive. You can find more information at elliotdasher.org. On his website, you'll find not only his amazing books, but resources, articles, a fabulous blog, videos, and audio recordings. All this information is at elliotdasher.org. Remember to enter to win one of 10 free live one-on-one personal skincare consultations from online esthetician on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. Feel free to connect with me on Twitter or Facebook at The Right Plan or email me at eatwelltolivewell at The Right Plan. Don't forget to grab a seat in my new free webinar, Three Myths That Are Keeping You Feeling Overweight, Exhausted, and Unable to Reach Your Goals. Find the next schedule at therightnutritionplan.com. We'll be right back to continue this discussion about the journey to integral health with author Dr. Elliot Dasher. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with me, your host, Kelly Hill. Want to know the three biggest myths that keep you overweight? Well, now you can in Kelly Hill's free webinar. In just 40 minutes, you'll learn the three biggest nutrition myths that are keeping you overweight, feeling exhausted, and unable to reach your personal goals. The webinar is free, and you'll even get other great freebies that Kelly's clients use daily to reach their goals. It's easy. 
visit therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar. That's therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar and sign up. 40 minutes that can change your life and help you find your optimal health. Sign up for the webinar and take the unprocessed challenge today to find the you that you know is there. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Sign up for Kelly's free webinar today, therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar. That's therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar. Better than an apple a day, an online membership to the right plan. With an on-the-go lifestyle, it can be hard to make our nutrition a priority. Kelly Hill was there. That's why the Right Plan Nutrition Online Membership was formed. Over the years, Kelly's worked on solutions that can make health and nutrition decisions easier, saving time and money. Find hundreds of fun, fast, exciting, healthy recipes for the family that everyone will love. A new recipe with video tutorial each month so you fully understand how to make what are sure to become your family's favorite foods. Great research on biased articles on nutrition, encouragement through the success stories of others, weekly support emails to help you continue reaching your goals, and so much more. Membership has its benefits. And with the Right Play Nutrition Online membership, the benefit is more time to spend with a healthier you and healthier family. Become a member today at therightnutritionplan.com slash membership. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and right plan. Rightnutritionplan.com Want energy all day? Ready to lose fat without feeling deprived? Tired of complicated weight loss programs? Wish there was a way to lose weight without processed and unnatural food? It's time to jumpstart your metabolism in a healthy way. The Kelly Hill Way. This easy-to-follow two-week fat loss program has a 100% success rate to date. It creates and maintains overall health while reducing fat. You'll have more energy, think clearer, feel better, and have lost fat. All while following the two-week menu plan of simple recipes that use real, natural food and include healthy tips for every meal. The two-week fat loss program is a clear, easy-to-follow plan that will help anyone get back on the road to optimal health. Order the Right Plan Nutritional Counseling two-week fat loss program today at therightnutritionplan.com slash book. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with your host, Kelly Hill. If you have a question for Kelly, you can email her at eatwelltolivewell at therightnutritionplan.com. Now let's get back to Kelly Hill. Welcome back as we continue at Eat Well to Live Well. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. Today, we've been talking about the path to integral health with Dr. Elliot Dasher, author of Integral Health and his new book, Aware, Awake, Alive. Visit elliotdasher.org to learn more information, watch videos, read articles, or pick up any of his amazing books. Follow Dr. Dasher on Facebook or Twitter at Elliot Dasher. So we were just finishing up, excuse me, talking about integral health and human flourishing. And I want to make sure that people understand when we, what you're talking about when you say human flourishing. What does it mean to flourish? Well, human flourishing itself is the translated term given to the word eudaimonia used by Aristotle in his writings and teachings in ancient Greece. A eudaimonia means a balanced, harmonious spirit, or a, a, a demon means really that essence, that spark within us. Uh, so he spoke about a place uh, that we can all find within us, a place of basic well-being, 
where we have a happiness of peace, by the way, that has no cause. Most of our happiness and peace is related to something we get get from the outside world, a good relationship, a good new car, you know, material goods. This happiness and peace is well-being inside. It's naturally in all of us, but covered over has no reason, no cause. It just exists when we rest in our natural state of well-being, what Aristotle called eudaimonia, what we've called human flourishing. Uh, Add to this uh, a natural compassion and natural wisdom, a real profound freedom of being, then you get more of this sense of what it is to have this optimum capacity to be human. Now, there are many names this goes by. You, Daimonian human flourishing are two. It could be called Christ nature or Buddha nature. It could be called the Tao. It could be called Satchitananda. The Greeks called it um, the good, the true, and the beautiful. So there is a place that's been known um, throughout uh, cultures and throughout time, uh, within and accessible to each of us, and we, we touch something that is beyond our simple daily uh, ego or life experience. And we've all had this 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 moment of flow, this moment of um, of, of beauty and fullness. Uh, but it's fleeting, comes and goes. Uh, so its development requires uh, a certain kind of work. But this this human flourishing is this notion that has been repetitively come upon by people who have studied and grown their inner experience that is this place that's so natural, that's covered over with all the noise, all the cognition, all the beliefs, all the eyes, all the uh, ego searching, that underneath that is this place of stillness, of quiet and peace that contains within it, as if in one volume, all of these qualities that I just spoke about. And to attain, to move in that direction is to move towards human flourishing by any of its many names. Now, you you wrote somewhere, because you didn't say it here, but it, that what you're talking about is free of stress, free of distress, free of suffering, in order to create this enduring happiness, inner peace, boundless freedom, authentic love. Uh, that sounds like a pretty tall offering, quite frankly. Um, it's pretty. It's well. You know, it's a pretty tall offering in a sense, but in another sense, it's not so difficult. It's a lot easier than the stress we live at. It's really quieting the mind, learning how to quiet the mind, the overactive mind, which is the source of anxiety, stress, uh, worry, fear, and so on. And so, if you want to boil it down to what it requires, it requires to begin to work on that psycho spiritual con- uh, consciousness. Um, aspect of our being, the top left-hand quadrant of the uh, uh, integral model. And once we begin to start quieting our mind through simple meditative techniques, I can tell you I'll be in my sixth of eight sessions tonight of my current course. And already by the third or fourth, fifth session, people are seeing less reactivity, um, better interpersonal relationships, better sleep habits, uh, more peace and calm uh, in their lives. It's something that once you begin this process, you actually begin to catch pieces of it. Sometimes it can take more than two or three or four weeks. And, of course, we are working against the mind that's been going uh, monkey-like for many, many years. So as we begin to train that very early on, we get some of the initial effects within weeks. And that's universal. As many times as I've taught it, or as much as you read about it in literature, there are changes that come very quickly, not only in the mind, in the body as well. Uh, because the body follows the mind uh, in this respect. So uh, it sounds like a high order, but why not have our vision uh, of the 
beauty and the possibility of the human condition, uh, which has only emerged since the prefrontal cortex and the consciousness emerged in humans maybe 50,000 years ago. So why not be ahead of the curve and join that evolutionary cycle that is moving us towards a greater understanding and knowing and less instinctive reactivity and, and pattern thinking and by just beginning simple work, simple practices, a simple commitment uh, to a larger life, one begins to see changes quite rapidly. If you're just joining us today on Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill, we're discussing the journey to human flourishing with Dr. Elliot Dasher, author of my personal breakthrough book, Integral Health, as well as a brand new book, Aware Alive. Aware, Awake, Alive. Visit the website at elliotdasher.org for more information. You can also connect with him on Facebook or Twitter at Elliot Dasher. If you missed any part of the show, download the free MP3 from iTunes or listen on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. And don't forget to enter this month's free giveaway. Enter at therightnutritionplan.com. Just click on the giveaway link on the right-hand side. Now, I have worked you know, for years, of course, at clearing my mind, being mindful, meditation. Uh, you know, this isn't... It, not a fast process, at least for me. And with your Integral Health book, you provided a beginning meditation CD, which was really amazing, I felt. I still use the subtle mind practice when I need to, I guess you'd say, go back to the basics. So do you still offer that, or does the Aware, Awake, Alive have a similar offering for people? In terms of the CD, um, it's actually included uh, in the um, soft copy of um, Aware Awake Alive. It is not included within the actual book. You have to uh, order it separately, and actually at this point in time, you'll be ordering the same CD that was in Aware Awake Alive, which is pretty much um, very similar to that uh, one that came with Integral Health. Aware Awake Alive is the book that is really the, the course that I give um, uh, you know, the eight-week course that I give, and it contains within it all the steps as well as the CD to practice the meditations with uh, when one needs the CD as a, um, an adjunct to doing it alone. So, uh, yes, it does come with the CD. Of course, it's not an e-book, but it's with the actual soft cover. Well, that's good to know because I really, I have actually suggested that particular CD to a number of people that are struggling with that first step um, that, and it, it's a, it's a fabulous CD. That's all I can say, I guess. You know, the first step is often getting a habit. We get up in the morning, we take care of our body, we brush our teeth, we take a shower, we uh, do all the things we're supposed to do for the body because we've learned to take care of the body, but we've got to work with a dirty mind. Um, we don't do anything about our mind. So we have a room for the body. We have all kinds of things we do to take care of the body. We do nothing with the mind in the morning. Isn't that strange? And so meditation is a practice of really clearing the mind and uh, cleaning the mind, the same as when we clean the body in the morning. So it has to become a habit. And it's early, early on, it's just the motivation and developing the habit. And then the practice needs to be kind of tailored to individuals to some extent um, because everybody's different. And um, slowly, 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 uh, we begin to get success with it. So we basically have to do our own work to develop our own inner life. Nobody can do it for us, but it is important to have a teacher if that's possible, <clears throat> good instruction if that's possible, support system of other people who are doing the same thing. If that is possible, many of those resources are in the back of that book um, because it's hard to just do it on your own. And the same as it would be hard to just go to school on your own and self-school yourself. 
So this is an educational process, which to the extent that we can get help from other people, got a little uh, teachings, uh, things such as this, it really helps us move the process along. Although I view wellness through the lens of nutrition, optimal health or human flourishing is about more than just what we eat. Thankfully, author Dr. Elliot Dasher can help guide us. Learn more at elliotdasher.org. We'll continue getting more great information after the break. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with me, your host, Kelly Hill. Cleanse and detoxify your body. 28 Days to Better Health. Using nutrient-dense whole foods is the hot new book written by Kelly Hill. We're inundated daily with toxic compounds in our food, water, air, even our own metabolic process. In this new book, Kelly leads us on that 28-day journey to better health using real, natural food. Experience with over 60 recipes to choose from. This is a cleanse that won't leave you bored. And while your taste buds are happy, you'll benefit from increased energy levels, an improved digestive system, a decrease in food sensitivities and cravings, minimizing aches, pains, and allergies. Begin your 28-day journey to better health and nutrition today by ordering your copy of Cleanse and Detoxify Your Body at therightnutritionplan.com slash book. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Rightplannutrition.com slash book. Here is your opportunity to create a vibrant new you. Join international radio talk show host Kelly Hill and women's natural health coach Michelle Greenman at the Vibrant New You Retreat. This retreat will empower you to make the changes you've been searching for and help lay in the foundation for living the life you want to live, the vibrant you. Located at the beautiful Ashland Springs Resort in Ashland, Oregon, this retreat will help you create a vibrant life by first constructing your perfect plan and setting your vision and creating accountability for yourself. Kelly and Michelle will help you conquer negative self-talk, find positive motivation, and teach you how to create more vibrancy in your life. The Lithia Ashland Springs Resort offers its guests free breakfast each morning, natural mineral waters with soaking tubs, and so much more. For more information about the Vibrant New You Retreat, visit therightnutritionplan.com slash retreat. This wonderful opportunity is only offered to a limited number of people. So visit therightnutritionplan.com slash retreat to reserve your seat today. Not only can you learn about new and fascinating nutritional products at therightnutritionplan.com, but you can win them too. Every month, The Right Plan features a nutritional or innovative product like the ECO Lunchbox, pumpkin seed butter and pumpkin protein powder, fudge sauce from Wax Orchards, Zorba's handcrafted raw chocolates, coconut oil, and so much more. And every month, one lucky visitor will win the product to try themselves. It's easy to enter. Just visit therightnutritionplan.com slash giveaway. After you've entered the giveaway, check out some of Kelly's delicious recipes that not only will please your taste buds, but your waistline and health as well. At therightnutritionplan.com, you'll learn more about all the wonderful nutritious options that are available to you and your family. Remember, everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Rightnutritionplan.com slash giveaway. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Eat Well to Live Well with your host, Kelly Hill. 
Have a question for Kelly? You can email her at eatwelltolivewell at therightnutritionplan.com. Now back to Kelly Hill. Welcome back as we continue at Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. Joining us today is Dr. Elliot Dasher, author of one of my favorite books, Integral Health, The Path to Human Flourishing. He has a new book out now, Aware, Awake, Alive, which we just heard is the wonderful eight-week course that he offers and the CD that I think is amazing. So visit the website, elliotdasher.org, for more information or to pick up any of his books. You can connect with him on Facebook or Twitter at Elliot Dasher. Now, you, we ended the last segment with you talking about you know, finding people to follow. So as we try to make decisions to follow certain people or choose them as our guides, how do you recommend we evaluate our options? Uh, let me go to that. Um, let me just interject something before that because I sure. think it's important. Uh, after I wrote uh, the Integral Health book, the reason I began to focus on the psycho-spiritual consciousness aspect of our behavior or of our life was because I realized that that is the most undeveloped part, and that is what drives the rest of the integral model. You really can't have a healthy set of relationships unless you develop your one's consciousness. You begin to develop that. You really can't move from um, work that that seems to be just um, uh, for money to really a selfless attitude towards work, selfless service, unless you really have developed your um, your mind and your consciousness. And you can't really get to the more subtle aspects of mind body healing unless you develop your uh, consciousness or inner aspects. So I began to see that part of uh, the integral model, of uh, that aspect of our being, drives the other three quadrants. Uh, when one moves in that area, others develop with it. So that's why I moved from the whole integral model to focusing on specifically that particular quadrant. Now, the question you ask is an important question, um, and uh, the answer is it's uh, not easy. Um, you try to pick, uh, uh, get recommendations, if you can, of centers or teachers that work with meditation. You try to see that they walk their talk, that they um, are people that are gentle and kind, that they have some wisdom, that they have an ongoing educational program for themselves. They're part of a tradition or a lineage, so they have teachers also. That's very helpful. So you kind of have to feel it out very carefully because you're, you're asking for help from uh, somebody that's going to be very important in your life. So uh, there are some centers, like the Shambhala centers, that are fairly well structured and organized. They're in my major cities in this country that uh, teach meditation, I think, in an acceptable way. And that is in my book. There are also um, uh, other centers uh, that uh, Spirit Rock, I think, of in California, the Inside Meditation Society in Barry, Massachusetts, uh, that uh, offer some basic training that I think is good and relatively secular. So you find a site you can trust through recommendation or otherwise and teachers that you can trust. And that takes a little bit of judgment. And so do you feel like when somebody's reading about a place or, or even contemplating following somebody that they should feel that connection, uh, a, a drawing to them? Or is, is there something else that people should be looking for if they're, they're just starting on this journey? Well, there certainly should be a chemistry. There should be, a, you know, a sense of connection. But you are looking at somebody who, again, walks their talk, who teaches out of a selflessness, who has an education, uh, who's compassionate and gentle, who seems wise and understanding. 
So you look for these kinds of qualities. I think you look for any teacher, uh, plus the skills. Uh, and there needs to be chemistry there. Yeah, you need to feel that, wow, I can connect with this person. I can learn from them. They speak my language. They talk to me. And, you know, you might move one person to another, but one can begin quite simply with CD or with um, simple meditation instructions at home by oneself uh, and begin this process. It's not impossible, but getting help is helpful. Uh, yeah, like I said, I really found that, that your particular CD was a very good starting point, and it's still one I go back to when I, when I feel like I'm stuck, if that, I guess that's a word I'd, in that case. I'm not sure, but that's... Now, you started the integration of your medical educations, let's say, uh, in group sessions. Now, do you feel there's a benefit to gathering together and study groups versus uh, at-home study and CDs? I think there is, there is an advantage in, in, in learning with other people. You, everybody shares their experience and there are different obstacles, different problems. There's you know a sense of how everybody is moving with it. There is a community to develop. So I think it's nice to have uh, that process of sharing with like-minded people. So that that's possible, then I think, um, yes, I would go ahead with it um, and, and try to find that kind of a community uh, or people that can share that process. I think it's helpful. It's not essential, uh, but I think it's helpful. So even a monk who's up in a cave someplace by himself really has a community uh, that supports him. They just happen not, not to be in the room with him. So I think it is helpful to have that. But one can start on one's own. If you're just joining us today on Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill, we're discussing starting your personal journey to integral health with Dr. Elliot Dasher. Find more information at elliotdasher.org or connect with him on Facebook or Twitter at Elliot Dasher. That's D-A-C-H-E-R. Remember, you can hear this show or past episodes anywhere. That means you can listen while you're at the gym, driving around, before bed, anytime at all by downloading the free MP3 from iTunes or listen on my website, therightnutritionplan.com, where you can also enter to be one of the 10 lucky winners of a live one-on-one individual skincare consultation from online esthetician. Enter at therightnutritionplan.com by clicking the giveaway link on the right-hand side. Now, you, I, I was really moved by your idea of the Center for Human Flourishing, and I, I would love to see and experience such a place in my lifetime, uh, although... You've detailed the information on your website about this new and very different type of healing center. Could you explain your vision to listeners? Yes, this vision comes from a series of centers, almost 800 of them actually in ancient Greece, called the Asclepian Healing Centers, the Healing Temples. Asclepian is the Greek god of healing. It's a place where you went when you wanted to get well. It's somewhat different than a spa that's, that's focused, a modern-day spa that's focused mostly on physical activities. It's something less different than a spiritual center, which has usually a particular belief system that uh, that is followed. Uh, it becomes a home away from home, either for daily programs or uh, longer stays where people can come and learn the practices of well-being, the practices of meditation, practices that lead to human flourishing, um, both because of the urge of the motivation to have a larger life or when moving through difficulties, transitions, significant illness, aging, uh, other kinds of loss, other kinds of uh, points in one's life when it's necessary to step back for a moment, as I did when I left my practice 
and relook at life and see what the next shape is supposed to be. Uh, so this would be an opportunity for people to come to a place where this was shared in a secular way, uh, in a whole person way, that uh, could be a home away from home, and also have outreach, online programs, etc. And we don't really have places like that. We have programmatic facilities, we have spas, we have uh, spiritual centers, but not really these kinds of healing centers whose focus is really uh, helping people to gain a larger life and to heal the life that's, that's ailing them. Why do you think we don't have these? It seems like kind of a, a just a natural uh, evolution. Yeah, I think so. I, I think there are a number of reasons why we don't have them to begin with, um, because we were so focused on a medical model and on biology uh, that that was our emphasis. And then as it began to expand out, fitness, physical fitness became um, our, um, uh, an important area, including nutrition, which is important as well. Uh, these are physically-based biological aspects of being, that is, are in both our nutrition and fitness. And so they're kind of easier for the um, uh, culture to integrate them. Uh, then uh, we began to work on the area of um, consciousness and meditation. So it's been a very slow transition towards this place of well-being. Uh, it's not a place that lends itself easy to um, product marketing, so one would say, so mm-hmm. that, you know, how do you, how do you market consciousness? How do you put it in a package and sell it? Uh, it's a, a different kind of a process. And so it simply has uh, taken time for the culture to begin to readapt to seeing itself as an inner as well as an outer culture. So those things, whether they're integrative therapies, which are generally physically based, um, done by practitioners, or whether it is nutrition, which is, of course, important as well, uh, but is physically based, or whether it's physical fitness, which is physically based, these things fit more easily into the model we all learned. But the whole issue of consciousness uh, is a much more difficult um, area. Plus, there are only now beginning to emerge teachers who are really capable of leading such centers and doing such work. So I think it's an evolution, and I think we're seeing it come, and we've had to go through uh, growing pains and a variety of uh, different steps to get there. So do you think we're going to see one of these any time in the near future? I sure hope so. Um, <laughs> it would be helpful for me uh, personally as well as professionally. And, um, I, you know, I try to kind of create that around the programs I do. Uh, but when the program is over, it's over. So to have a place where people can go, you know, on a regular basis near an urban community, uh, to have a place of this kind of support would be very helpful. And I, I think it's a, it is a no-brainer. Uh, and um, I, I think it will come into being at some point. It just takes the, light, the right combination of innovation and philanthropic support and uh, cultural readiness. Oh, I hope I get to see and experience such a place uh, before I'm no longer on this earth. <laughs> well, maybe oh. we'll see it together. 
I hope so. We have to take a short break. We've been talking with Dr. Elliot Dasher, author of multiple books, including Integral Health, The Path to Human Flourishing, and his new book, Aware, Awake, Alive. Check out his website, drelliotdasher.org, for more information, great articles, an interesting blog, videos, and audio recordings. Or connect with him on Facebook or Twitter at Elliot Dasher. That's D-A-C-H-E-R. Catch this entire show as well as past episodes by downloading the free MP3 from iTunes or listen on my website, The Right nutritionplan.com where you can also sign up to receive free weekly nutrition tips no strings attached if you're interested in learning about the three myths that are keeping you feeling overweight exhausted and unable to reach your goals grab an online seat for my new webinar at the right nutritionplan.com it's free also we'll be right back to continue this discussion about integral health and human flourishing with dr elliot dasher you're listening to eat well to live well with me your host kelly hill Want to know the three biggest myths that keep you overweight? Well, now you can in Kelly Hill's free webinar. In just 40 minutes, you'll learn the three biggest nutrition myths that are keeping you overweight, feeling exhausted, and unable to reach your personal goals. The webinar is free, and you'll even get other great freebies that Kelly's clients use daily to reach their goals. It's easy. Visit therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar. That's therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar and sign up. 40 minutes that can change your life and help you find your optimal health. Sign up for the webinar and take the unprocessed challenge today to find the you that you know is there. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Sign up for Kelly's free webinar today. TheRightNutritionPlan.com slash webinar. That's TheRightNutritionPlan.com slash webinar. Better than an apple a day? An online membership to the right plan. With an on-the-go lifestyle, it can be hard to make our nutrition a priority. Kelly Hill was there. That's why the Right Plan Nutrition online membership was formed. Over the years, Kelly's worked on solutions that can make health and nutrition decisions easier. Saving time and money. Find hundreds of fun, fast, exciting, healthy recipes for the family that everyone will love. A new recipe with video tutorial each month so you fully understand how to make what are sure to become your family's favorite foods. Great research on biased articles on nutrition, encouragement through the success stories of others, weekly support emails to help you continue reaching your goals, and so much more. Membership has its benefits, and with the Right Play Nutrition Online membership, the benefit is more time to spend with a healthier you and healthier family. Become a member today at therightnutritionplan.com slash membership. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and right plan. RightNutritionPlan.com Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're tuned in to Eat Well to Live Well with your host, Kelly Hill. You can connect with the show by emailing Kelly at eatwelltolivewell at therightnutritionplan.com. Follow Kelly on Twitter at The Right Plan. Now back to Kelly Hill. Welcome back as we continue at Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. 
I'm your host, Kelly Hill. Today, we've been talking about integral health and human flourishing, the concept of an authentic and enduring state of serenity, happiness, wisdom, and freedom, something we all desire, thanks to the help of Dr. Elliot Dasher, author of Integral Health, as well as his new book, Aware, Awake, Alive. Visit his website, elliotdasher.org, to learn more, read interesting articles and blogs, listen to the audio recordings, watch videos, Pick up any of his amazing books or find out where you can attend a class. Remember, you can be one of 10 listeners who will win a live one-on-one personal skincare consultation this month. It's free, so enter to win at therightnutritionplan.com. Just click on the giveaway link on the right-hand side. Next week, we're going to continue in this vein of finding enduring health, happiness, and wholeness by being gentle and non-judgmental with ourselves with the help of Sandy Abel, author of Feeling Good About You, The Journey of Discovery That Leads to Self-Esteem. I'm sure the role of self-esteem isn't a new topic to today's guest, Dr. Elliot Dasher. Now, you've said that through our own choices and efforts, we can bring distress and suffering to an end. Uh, Can you explain that? I know it sounds incredible, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, if 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 stress and suffering and distress were part of our biological makeup that was uh, built into our genes, we couldn't obviously uh, change anything, and there'd be no sense talking about it. Uh, but it's been known by all great traditions and cultures that we can break through what is really an add-on to life, and as distress and suffering have causes, those causes have to do with the emotional afflictions, things in our mind that make us worry, our anxiety, our fears, our insecurities, all of which are stored in memory and play themselves out in daily life uh, as an overactive mind. Uh, now, if we can learn how to control the overactive mind and quiet it down, we can then begin to find out what's underneath it. So what's underneath it is a place of basic well-being that is um, enveloped in stillness and that has within itself no memory and therefore none of the past experience that brings forth anxiety and so on. So we begin to find within ourselves other aspects of our consciousness that are not related to past history, that are not related to cognition, that are a natural resting place of awareness, of peace, and of happiness. And as we find those, they're already there. We don't have to. We just need to move away the clouds or overactive mind that covers it over. And once we find that, in that place, there is no suffering. There is no distress. We've all had that experience. We've had it sometimes at the peak of athletic experience, immersed in nature, uh, in a moment of what's called flow, in the orgasmic experience. There are many experiences we've had where we have this sense of rest, flow, we lose ourselves and we find ourselves, and the self we find is a self that's at peace. And once we touch that place, even at the end of a massage, you can feel it, or a yoga session. It's that we have in all of us. It's just a question of stabilizing that and stretching it out so it's actually our life rather than the overactive mind. So it's an educational process that takes this space that we all experience and begins to stabilize it in our life. And this is something then that people can do anytime, any place. It's, um, I I guess, I want people to understand that it's not something that you have to go somewhere and do once you have this education behind you and understand. Am I correct? 
So that's correct. Just a simple example in, in a moment. If you're sitting and listening to somebody that's important to you, and if you just put your mind on the listening, every time your mind moves from the listening to an interpretation, to formulating a response, to a judgment, and so on, you bring it back to the listening, always back to the listening, always back to the listening. You're doing a meditation. You're using the focal point of that person's speech, and you're constantly clearing your mind. You can do the same thing with, with the breath. If one practices or practices mindfulness, coming back to the present moment, time after time after time, one begins to train the mind and attention and inactivity in terms of excessive overactivity and begins to slowly develop these qualities. So it's something that we do during a daily routine and drew through very similar the short sitting practices during the morning. So it's not a big deal. It's a lot harder to live the kinds of stressful, uh, out-of-control, uh, outdated lives that we live than it is to move into a new life. Well, I think to some extent our society has put, uh, what they call that, where you do multiple multitasking up on such a pedestal that we've forgotten the fact that, that that's not necessarily healthy. Uh, no, it's not. It's not normal. We have in the modern times, of course, things are more difficult than they once were. Life is very complex. Time is speeded up. Tasks seem repetitive, and all of this feeds this uh, mind uh, with end- endless overactivity, which results in anxiety and stress, fatigue, unhappiness, meaninglessness, um, and the body follows suit with its own. Uh, physiological responses, and this is what we call normal uh, in our culture, and uh, it is normal by um, a very strange set of standards. Looked at from the outside, it's a place of relative insanity. To have a sane mind is to have a quiet mind, a peaceful mind, a focused mind, a clear mind, the ability to see things as they are, separate from our past, uh, the ability to see others before ourselves, uh, the ability for loving kindness, this is a normal kind of human experience that, that is one that seems abnormal to us, but is something we have to develop if we want to have a life that's rich in terms of personal relationships and intimacy, rich in terms of the rewards we get out of serving others uh, in, in the world, rich in the terms of understanding of the depths of our being and being free of suffering and distress, anger, and so on and rich in the sense that we enhance our biological life as best as possible. So that's a choice we all have. We begin to move towards a larger life by doing these basic uh, education of the mind, the same as we have of the body, um, or we can remain where we are. So honestly, is this path practical and accessible for people? I mean, so often I read information that's offered and, Although the concepts may be wonderful, they just aren't really realistic for people. They aren't practical or accessible. Is your format, especially in Aware, Awake, Alive, is that for the everyday person? The people that I teach are in a hospital. They're not in hospital beds. They're people that come to a hospital through program that's offered through a hospital. Uh, these are generally people, therefore, who have had no experience with meditation, and no experience with spiritual practices or centers. They're just normal people like all of us that uh, just uh, find their lives are too busy, their minds are too busy, there's got to be a better way. Friends have had, had the, took the course and experienced uh, some fruits out of it. And um, they come and uh, the changes are remarkable uh, that I hear and uh, uh, from people. So it's certainly, you know, something that if we started in our school system, we wouldn't be dealing this remedial work at an older age. We'd have a mind that was 
fresh and clear, able to sit quietly, able to be at peace, able to be at ease and comfort inside at the same time dealing with a complex world. Simple inside, carefree inside, dealing with a complex world. That's few of us can do that. Um, if we're dealing with a complex world, we're, we're crazy inside. And if we're full asleep, we're not doing anything. But meditation is learning how to be awake, peaceful, calm, and deal with complexity and adversity at the same time. And that can be learned. That is a skill that can be learned, just like any other skill. If people are going to make just one change today after listening to this show, what would you recommend? That they become mindful of the present moment whenever they remember, whether they're tying their shoes, whether they're walking or eating a meal, that you bring your attention back, bring your attention back, bring your attention back uh, to what it is that you're doing. You begin to train the mind and attention. That was the first thing. And the second thing I've already described, that's do the same thing with listening. Bring your mind back to listening, 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 and forget about and move away from any interruption of that in your mind. Those two simple practices, which are daytime practices, uh, if followed, uh, would make dramatic changes in one's life. Today, we've talked about how to begin our personal journey to integral health and human flourishing, thanks to the author of Integral Health, The Path to Human Flourishing, one of my personal favorite books, Dr. Elliot Dasher. He has a new book out, Aware, Awake, Alive. Check out ElliotDasher.org to learn more about his teaching activities, pick up any of his great books, read articles, listen to audio recordings, watch videos, and other great pieces of information, or connect with him on Facebook or Twitter at Elliot Dasher. Again, lots of fantastic information found in all those places. And of course, two great pieces to walk away with today to be mindful and present in the moment. Same thing with your listening. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Dasher, inspiring us to better understand how to activate our mind-body connection in order to find that higher level of extraordinary integral health and human flourishing. I so appreciate you joining us today. My pleasure. Now, don't forget, listeners, to sign up to win one of those free health consultations from online esthetician at therightnutritionplan.com. Just look for the quick links to giveaways on the right-hand side. While you're entering this month's great giveaway, remember you can receive nutrition tips each week for free by signing up at therightnutritionplan.com. Grab your seat in the upcoming free webinar, Three Myths That Are Keeping You Feeling Overweight, Exhausted, and Unable to Reach Your Goals. It's all free at therightnutritionplan.com. Remember, if you missed any part of the show, download the free MP3 into iTunes or listen on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. Constantly lots of great stuff on the website there. Next week, we'll learn how to feel good about ourselves by discovering our self-esteem, which interestingly isn't the same as self-confidence. Find out all about it next week. Until then, remember when you eat well, you live well. So join me every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. See you next week. Thank you for being a part of our show today. Live Well to Eat Well with Kelly Hill. You can listen to the program live every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Everything you eat has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. 